The Watership Down podcast is intended for listeners who are familiar with the plot. There will be spoilers. This episode is scripted, recorded, edited and narrated by Newell Fisher. Hello, and welcome to the Watership Down podcast episode 152, in which we'll be looking back over the first two seasons of the 1999-2001 to TV series, and then introducing the final third season that was first broadcast in 2001. I'm still showcasing Watership Down themed art on the same basis as before. The usual image is replaceable for an episode with your own art. Details in the notes. So then, let's look back over the first two seasons of the Watership Down TV series, first broadcast in 1999 and 2000. Looking back over season one. As a convenient point of reference, let's recap the main narrative told by these first two series for easy comparison with the novel. Season one stayed the closest to the novel, but took far more liberties with events than the much-loved 1978 film. As the story opens in episode one, a group of rabbits who have left Sandalford Warren, Hazel, Fiverr, Bigwig, the Doe, Blackberry, Dandelion, Hawkbit and Pipkin, Arresting by the River Enborn. Fiverr has a vision about living on the high hills. They spot a seagull flying above them. This is our first sight of Kiha. The arrival of an aggressive dog forces them to cross the Enborn using a log to help Pipkin and Fiverr. As the rabbits rest in a bean field, Pipkin meets Kiha for the first time by the edge of the field. The rabbits then cross difficult country before at last seeing the high hills Fiverr prophesied. They then find Nuthanger Farm, a source of flayrar. Before raiding it, Dandelion tells the story of Frith's blessing. The raid on Nuthanger Farm leads to a meeting with Hannah the Mouse and her partner in crime, Kihar, who is rescued from the farm cat. They then climb the high hills, and Hazel says this is their new home. Hannah tells them it is called Watership Down. At the start of episode two, Captain Holly from the now-destroyed Sandalford is approaching. On the down, there is already a small abandoned warren that needs extending. This causes tension between Blackberry, the only doe, and some of the bucks. The new arrivals are menaced by a weasel, and the dispute over digging the warren is settled by its continuing to harass the group. In digging the extended warren, they discover a tunnel that Hannah says leads to the other side of the down. This is used to trap the weasel, with Hannah's help. They then meet Captain Holly, who tells them Sandalford Warren has been destroyed. In episode 3, having told them that he left a rabbit called Pimpernel at another warren nearby, they set off to bring him to the down. This warren is Cowslip's warren. There they also meet Strawberry and the poet Silverweed, who terrifies Fiverr, as well as Hazel seeing the artistic shapes, before Bigwig's snaring makes clear the dangers of this place, and that Pimpernel is dead. Briefly, they attack Cowslip's warren, before realising how twisted this place is. Strawberry begs to leave with them, and is accepted. In episode 4, Strawberry proves to be a little lazy once on Watership Down. However, he does provide information about a nearby warren called Ephrafa, which could be a threat to Watership Down. 
The conflict between security and Diggy returns as Bigwig sets off to scout this new threat. This results in Bigwig encountering an Efraffin wide patrol that he escapes from narrowly. Back on Watership Down, the tension between defending the Warren from this new threat and making sure they dig a Warren worth defending heightens. Hazel decides to split the rabbits between Diggers and Owsler. The new Owsler soon encounter the Afraffin Wide Patrol and narrowly escape, thanks to the airborne contribution of Hannah riding Kihar, a combination that becomes increasingly important to the Watership Down Owsler, despite Bigwig's initial scepticism. Strawberry, who has struggled to adapt to this new Warren, begins to find his place. And Bigwig, at last, realises that digging the new Warren has to be a priority. In episode 5, Kihar, on Hazel's orders, begins reconnaissance on Ephrafa and tries to help Blackavar escape. However, Captains Campion and Vervain re recapture him. Back at Ephrafa, Blackavar's death sentence, as well as Primrose's for offering to defend him, is commuted by General Woundward as they did not attempt to escape once the patrolling Kihar disrupted proceedings. Primrose is effectively Heisenthal renamed. Captain Campion helps to ensure the rules are followed, effectively saving their lives. Hazel decides that it is better to go to Ephrafa before Ephrafa comes to Watership Down. He goes there with Fiverr and Bigwig, and they meet Blackavar and Primrose, who Hazel fools for, before meeting with Woundward. Hazel's ultimatum of war or peace is nearly their undoing. However, Fiverr's prophecy about a place called Darkhaven, which terrifies Woundward, enables them to escape. As a result, Woundwalk becomes the sworn enemy of Warship Down. In episode 6, in the wake of Hazel and Fiverr's foray in Ephrafa, a raid on Nuthanger Farm takes place, which results in the rescue of a doe named Clover, but Hazel is cornered by a cat and then shot by the farmer. Fiverr and Kihar find him still alive, and he returns to the down. In episode 7, the party set off to rescue Blackavar and Primrose from Ephrafa. However, after Bigwig accidentally leads a fox onto an Ephraffin patrol, there are tensions between him and Hazel. In Ephraffa, there are also increasing tensions between Campion and Vervain, and Primrose and Blackavar are trying to make a tunnel to escape. Reaching the River Test, Blackberry has the idea to use a boat to escape. However, Bigwig has disappeared. Without any consultation, he has decided to infiltrate Ephraffa. In Episode 8, Bigwig manages to gain the trust of Woundwort and join the Owsler. This enables him to get Blackavar and Primrose out, despite the lack of planning and Vervain's suspicions. The watership down rabbits escape in the boat, leaving Woundwort floundering in the river test. Episodes 9 and 10 are arguably the first filler episodes, in other words, episodes that do not advance the main narrative, during which Hazel tra travels to Primrose's old Warren of Redstone with her, which is roughly comparable to Nutty Cops in the novel, where they meet Captain Broom, who joins watership down. We also learn that Hazel and Primrose are going to have a litter. Also, in episode 10, as a result of a nearly disastrous raid on Nuttinger Farm, we hear the tale of Rouseby Woof, which is obviously not such a filler element as it is the first betrayal of a tale of El Echrera, other than the blessing of El Echrera, to be portrayed on film. Episode 11 introduces the hidden network of caves underneath Warship Down that lead to a secret entrance near Ephrafa. Although nothing to do with the original story, in this version they all prove pivotal to the story. In episode 12, the game of cat and mouse between Watership Down and Ephrafa results via a series of events in Hazel and an injured champion spending a night trapped in a tropical greenhouse with a deadly snake. This begins the process of champion changing sides.
Episode 13 closes Season 1 as Campion has further contact with the rabbits of Watership Down and his loyalties become ambiguous until he asks to be deliberately injured by Bigwig to convince Woundwort of his loyalty. Pipkin manages to accidentally get himself captured by Ephrafa and Vervain shouts an ultimatum into the night that his life can only be saved by the surrender of Hazel, Fiverr and Bigwig. Looking back over Season 2 Season 2 moved almost completely away from any resemblance to the original novel, though it continued to have some seeming inspiration from Tales from Watership Down, published in 1996. Ausner member and scout Eric Steps, who watched the whole series when it was first broadcast in Germany, has described this as the Disney season of the series, and I can see why. Not only does it introduce the theme of other wildlife helping Watership Down en masse, as opposed to the occasional seagull and loose-tongued mouse, it also consists of nine filler episodes out of the thirteen, meaning that only four of its episodes advance the main narrative of the extended conflict with Ephrafa. These are episodes 14, 18, 20 and 26. Season 2 opens with episode 14 in which the captured Pipkin gets under Woundwort's skin, having also lost his parents to a weasel. With Hannah's help, a plan is hatched to rescue Pipkin at the exchange for Hazel, Bigwig and Fiverr, using other wildlife who volunteer to help. The plan works, and Bigwig has a chance to kill Woundwort, who is trapped under a fallen tree, before Pipkin urges mercy. Episodes 15 to 17 are filler episodes, during which Hickory and Marigold decide to escape from the Warren of the Snares and start a new Warren at Redstone. Hickory also gets stuck on a traffic roundabout. Then the rabbits of Warship Down agree to go to the Big Water with Kihar, first getting trapped at a market and then making it to the Dorset coast where they find the new environment challenging and nearly get drowned. Kihar also realises his place is with his rabbit companions. Somehow, they all make it back to Warship Down. In episode 18, Hickory and Marigold finally move to Redstone. However, Cowslip makes an ally of Woundwort and gets the Afrafans to attack the breakaway Warren. In the process of trying to avert this attack, and after rescuing Woundwort from the snares of the Cowslip's Warren, Campion falls under suspicion and is arrested. In episode 19, another filler, Fiverr meets Bark the Badger at a local orchard, and she becomes an ally of Watership Down. Episode 20 sees the rabbits of Watership Down use a trick based on the trial of Elachrera to convince Woundwort that Vervain is mad. It works, and Campion is freed while Vervain becomes a slave of Ephrafa. Episodes 21 to 25 are all fillers, beginning with the two-episode Winter on Watership Down, in which an expedition to find Flayra for the Festival of Frith turns into a dangerous adventure in a snowy landscape, at the end of which the rabbits realise that all humans may not be bad. As spring returns, two confidence tr tricksters arrive on the down and place Pipkin in danger with their tall tails. They are followed by an invasion of sheep on the down that is only dealt with by luring a sheepdog onto the down. This is the TV series insipid version of the climax of the book about which I have made my feelings clear. This replaced an episode that was never made in which the tale of the Black Rabbit of Inlay is told. In the last filler episode, Bigwig's overbearing attitude then places Hannah in danger as she leaves the down. But she makes an ally out of a squirrel. And lastly, 
In episode 26, Vervain discovers the secret entrance to the Warren on Watership Down. Campion warns them what is coming and gets to see Watership Down at last before being apparently crushed under a large rock that is used to seal the caves when he instinctively saves Woundwort from the same fate. And that was how things ended for viewers in the UK. As an unresolved story, unless one seriously thought that Ephrafa had been defeated by a large rock. Were they canon? Season 1 did portray most of the key episodes of the 1972 novel, up to a point. However, we do not see Sandalford Warren at all except in the German computer game based on the series. The first major narrative scene is the Warren of the Snares, the portrayal of which had much to its credit, only featuring after the arrival on Watership Down. Hazel and Fiverr's visit to Ephrafa before Bigwig's infiltration takes us even further away from the original plot, while the limited ambitions of the rescue from Ephrafa are un unfortunate, though mitigated by the sight of Woundwort nearly drowning in the test. Redstone Warren stands in effectively as Nutley Cops, though with a continued narrative relevance, and the implausible cave system under Watership Down allows for the open conflict with Ephrafa to be drawn out to the end of Season 2. Season 2 has little to do with the original story, and basically goes in its own direction, though I still cannot forgive the misappropriation of the sheepdog being led onto the down. We must, though, be cautious if tempted to denigrate this series too quickly. The simple fact is that I have encountered multiple accounts of people of a certain age having been introduced to the magic of Watership Down by this series when young, and having come to love the original canon material as a result as they grew older. And it must be said that for an animation aimed specifically at children, it can be quite edgy at times, featuring brutal deaths and bloodshed, though portrayed far more subtly than in the 1978 film. In the face of that, such details as giving characters such as Ella Elohera and Heisenthal the simplified names of Elora and Primrose perhaps should be forgiven. For me, personally, the key moment of the first two seasons is the very brief exchange of words between John Hurt and Richard Briers, the original Hazel and Fiverr, as they play General Woundwort and Captain Broom in episode 18, 22 years after the release of the first film version in 1978. If you want to enjoy that moment, the timestamp in episode 18 is 19 minutes 25. So then, what's all this about a third season? Introduction to Season 3 Season 3 has a very different look and style to the first two seasons. It wasn't picked up by the children, British Children's Independent Television Channel, or CITV, and as a result it became a purely Canadian production, though it was also shown in Germany and Greece. I do not have enough information to know whether any of the changes were driven by financial considerations that resulted from CITV not broadcasting this series. I am tempted to think that a major driver behind the change in look may have been the knowledge that its viewers were getting older, so it made sense to give this season a more grown-up look, because it certainly has that. Owsler member Eric Steps, who watched the whole series in Germany when it was first broadcast, has put it this way. Season 2 was Disney, 
season three was anime. Now, I'm no authority on the anime style of animation that has its origins in Japan, but from what I've seen of anime, I kind of understand the analogy. Basically, anime does generally seem to have a more grown-up look than the classic Disney animation. In season three, the rabbits look a lot less cute. Broadly speaking, they are thinner and more angular with less rounded eyes. Oddly enough, Dandelion, who was already thin in the first two series, is less so now and has lost the black tips on his ears. In fact, there is a general lightening in the colour of many of the rabbits. The most dramatic example of this is Bigwig, whose mane is now lighter than his other fur, not darker. Woundwort is now brown, while Vervain is so much lighter that, with his goatee beard, he is easily mistaken for Captain Broom, at least until he starts speaking. One of the things that makes me think the budget may have reduced is the loss of a lot of the voice talent used in the first two seasons. According to Wikipedia, Hazel, General Woundwort, Dandelion and Moss are now voiced by South African actor Nigel Pegram. British actor Maria Darling voices Hannah, Pipkin and Clover. Strawberry is voiced by Paul Panting and Penny Freeman voices Primrose and Marigold. There are clearly other voice replacements as well, though it is very difficult to find any information on who voices which character. The saddest of these, speaking personally, is Kihar, who is clearly no longer voiced by comedy legend Rick Mayle. Overall, Season 3 takes us just about as far away from the original story of Watership Down as this podcast is going to get, if Watership Down is always the main focus. But having said that, at least Season 3 has no filler episodes. Whatever you think of its main narrative, it does stick to it. In terms of the main narrative, we have now reached the furthest point of revisionist territory. Some of you may prefer the word nadir, the lowest point. But consider this. Once we have finished the 2001 season of the TV series, we will be journeying back to more familiar territory. I only have four more versions of Warship Down to work with, all of which are portrayals of the original story. These are the 2002 and 2016 BBC radio plays, the 2018 Netflix series and the 2023 graphic novel. After we have looked at these, if there are no further versions of Watership Down by then, this podcast will have to either become occasional or move on to new material. Or both. So, in Hazel's words at the end of season two, for now we go on. We go on. Next time. The unresolved nature of the end of Season 2 is resolved, as only Season 3 can. Strap yourselves in, because this narrative hoodoo is going off-road. Or is that even further off-road? Mm-hmm.